This week, with great power comes great responsibility. And with great responsibility comes Spider-Man. And with Spider-Man comes body counts and beer. Hello and welcome to another edition of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosendahl. I'm Patrick Bromley. I'm Jonathan Rooney-Taylor. And this week, we are discussing... uh, uh, James Franco Sucks Part (laughs) 1. Hell yeah! (laughs) Yeah, apparently this is before he started sucking in other stuff. Yeah, but it's also Willem Willem Dafoe Rules (laughs) Part 80. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I do like the idea of a Willem DeFranco. (laughs) Oh, Oh, no. no. Now, here's the problem. All of Willem Dafoe's vocalizations with Franco's dumb, dumb face. Or all of Willem Dafoe's awesome acting skills and all of Andy DeFranco's awesome music skills. Ooh, now that I would take. Now, before we get into this, uh, I just want to let everybody know that a couple days ago, Harry Styles from One Direction was on Howard Stern, and he played a really fucking good cover of Sludgehammer by Peter Gabriel. Ooh, and I just, what? I just don't know what to do with this information. That was a series of words that shouldn't have gone together. All right. I will, I will join in on this. There's a YouTube video of him on some like British uh, radio type show of him doing a pretty great cover of Juice by Lizzo. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is this the guy from One Direction that's yeah. going to Timberlake it? Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I defy you to name one other member of One Direction. I couldn't. There's a Louie, I think. When you said Harry Styles, I was like, oh yeah, that guy that does voice acting on The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what if it was? What if he did take off his rubber mask and it was Harry Shearer the All whole time? Along. Oh, that would be amazing. See, when you said Harry Styles initially, I thought you meant Harry uh, from the family Henderson. Sure. The Bigfoot that yes. was mowed down in his prime by John <laughs> Lithgow, then kidnapped and held against his will by a suburban family. Yeah. That was a no, move. Yeah. No, I got you. No, yep. it was good. It was yeah. good. I liked it. Anyways, we watched Spider-Man. <laughs> Yeah! The first Spider-Man, thus. 2002, Sam Raimi directed, Tobey Maguire starring Spider-Man. Really? 2002? Yeah. Interesting. Same year as Attack of the Clones. Yeah. I was definitely in high school when that thing came out. I was most assuredly in high school. Was when it I had already graduated. Did they ha- was it actually true that there was like a promo of like uh, a spider web between With the, the twin the towers? Yes, yes. that was the first. Yeah, that was the first teaser trailer mm-hmm. uh, where it was just a bunch of like criminals in a helicopter, and it like zooms out, and they're oh god, they're trapped in a spider web ah. in a symbol of our national tragedy that literally just happened like a week ago. Oh no! Because America they- laugh again because it had been shot and everything before the attacks. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so for a long time it was considered like a huge like thing if you had like cuz back in the day like you could get like trailer like film from the oh. movie theater. Oh sure. Yeah. 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 Cuz when they were done with it they would just throw it away. Yeah. yeah. So it was a huge deal if you had like oh I've got the Twin Towers Spider-Man trailer mm. on 35 mm. millimeter. Let's all stand in front of a light and watch it piece <laughs> by piece. <laughs> well it was real great cuz in that cut of the movie they take out all of Harrison Ford's really bored voiceover. <laughs> <laughs> it lends a lot more artistic value to the entire endeavor, I nice. think. Yeah. It makes us have to think a little bit more. It yeah. does. We put the pieces together ourselves. Correct. That's how future noir Spider-Man works. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Spider-Man noir 2020. Whoa, what do we did? Spider-Man noir 2099. Oh, shit. What are all them fake swears? I don't remember what they were. I know. I haven't yeah, read it in a long so time. so hard. 
Yeah. Well, they haven't really done 2099 for like a while. He only, he's part of the continuity again after like the whole battle world thing. Secret I think. Wars. Yeah. But I, I, they don't think he's got his own book anymore. I don't know. I oh, can't keep track of all that shit. Too many comic books. That's my thing. Dear Congress, please eliminate three ongoing titles. <laughs> yeah. Stop, John. Definitely. They've, they've already eliminated uh, the money that we for work. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We are uh, recording this uh, love in the time of the coronavirus. Yeah. So feel free to use this podcast to barter for, uh, I don't know, toilet paper and peanut butter, I guess. Yeah, but we're also going to make this podcast last two whole weeks, so when you're in quarantine, you don't have to listen to anything but us. Yeah. True. That's a good one. Yeah. So anyways... Let me tell you about a Simpsons episode I kind of remember. <laughs> Ooh, that would be awesome. <laughs> Treehouse of Horror 5. Oh, it's the one with the Shining more. and the time travel toaster. Ooh, oh, and that's a good I one. think it ends with the kids getting eaten in school. No, that makes sense. That's a good one. And then the very last gag is that the only thing we have to fear is that gas that turns people inside out. Oh, and then they do the dance, right? Yeah, Yeah, the inside out dance. Super creepy at the time. I didn't realize that Santa's little helper eats Bart during that dance. Yeah, he sure does. I remember that. Oh, thanks, Disney+. Plus. good stuff. So anyway, Spider-Man. Who? You think Congress is just going to roll Disney Plus into our taxes? We all just get it, you know? No, because Bob Iger said he's not going to put Song of the South on it, and that means the Republicans will never pass it. Hey, 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 Bob Iger ain't fucking in charge anymore, son. Oh, that's true. He did step down. Bobby Eyes is out. Theme Park Boy is in. Is Theme Park Boy going to give me Song of the South? Splash Mountain's right there. He's gotta. Yeah. Spider-Man Begins. Nah, it doesn't. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that's uh, that's actually Batman Begins. That was the first Christopher Nolan Batman movie. Yeah, also poor cinematography. Also, if you go back to it, it has a lot of jokes that just don't work. Oh, man, that movie's it's fucking painful. terrible. Why, I have no idea why that was so popular. Why, why, why are you going to Batman for jokes? <laughs> well, why is he putting so many jokes in the fucking movie, then? It's not my fault. Probably because he's dumb and not funny. You know what I love in fucking Dark Knight, which is held up as, like, the Oscar-caliber Batman movie, yeah. uh, only supplanted by Joker. Yeah. Uh, but everyone's like, oh, man, it's so gritty and serious, and you just change the names, and it's like a fucking gritty noir movie and I always forget that that time that fucking they're transporting the uh, Harvey Dent and the Joker attacks and it's this really fucking tense action scene with explosions and tense car chases but then it keeps cutting to the inside of the fucking cops that are driving the truck and one of them is just a fucking like Tex Avery cartoon character. <laughs> oh, that's not good. Oh, no, that's really not good. Is that the Joker? Beowza. <laughs> you know what? I, I just found out about the movie Joker because I have not seen it yet. No, oh, nor should you. It's yeah. a very bad movie. I'm so, not gonna because the only person I hate slightly less than James Franco is Joaquin Phoenix. So at the end when the Joker, like, they had that clip in the trailer of him doing that dance on the staircase. Yeah. I, for the longest time, it I... It has ruined Brooklyn. Yeah, I, I always assumed <laughs> that the music for that scene was going to be, like, this big operatic, like, evil thing. Oh, no, it's I know not, what it is. It's this. That's right. Gary Glitter's Zone. That's right. Rock and Roll Part 2. Uh. Hey, what better way to top off this movie about a fucking asshole... The, they want us to feel bad for an idiot who kills people by playing this song by a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey. Also, I'd like to point out. The director of Hot Tub Time Machine 2 snuck a real movie into theaters. Uh, He did not direct Hot Tub Time Machine 2. He directed The Three Hangovers and Due Date. (laughs) Also, I'd like to point out that the YouTube version I found out just calls it Hey Song. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a much better title, if we're being honest. I'd also like to point out that there is a rock and roll part one that has lyrics. That can't be right. The lyrics of the chorus are Rock and roll. Hey, rock and roll. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a joke. I believe you. So anyways, Spider-Man starts... No, please. (laughs) Please. Spider-Man starts in the 1960s with a fella named Stan Lee who had a dream. Maybe, or possibly Joe Simon, uh, and or possibly Jack Kirby, or possibly a fetish artist. That's debated as to who came up with Spider-Man. Oh yeah, Steve Ditko. Steve Ditko 100% created Spider-Man. Sure, sure, sure. And Stan Lee said, yeah, yeah, that's Spider-Man. He's great. Put my name on it, true believer. Please add more anti-Vietnam messages into this Spider-Man character, Steve Ditko. You don't have a problem with that, do you? I don't know what Steve Ditko's voice sounds like. Hey, how you doing? I'm Steve Ditko! Ah, Stevie boy! I invented Spider-Man! Hey, how are you? (laughs) Is he the fetish artist? No, that's a guy named Eric. (laughs) (laughs) there's a guy named eric whose name i can't remember who uh uh supposedly claimed to do early designs on spider-man um uh, is one of like the seven people who have claimed ownership of (laughs) spider-man at some point uh so the movie sam raimi's spider-man starts with a young fella from dearborn named samus raimi oh man really he had a dream of dead an evil dead. Oh, I bet that really pronounced the produ- produced a career there. I, uh, I actually got to live in West Bloomfield for a little bit as I was reading Bruce Campbell's biography, his first one, If Chins Could Kill. And it was great to do like a little self-guided tour of West Bloomfield <laughs> using the fucking Bruce Campbell book. Seeing all the places where he killed a man with his chin. Yeah. Nice. Turns out if chins could kill, they probably will. They're games without frontiers. No, good call. Oh, tears. <laughs> Oh, good stuff. Anyway, uh, Harry Styles does a really better <laughs> cover right. of a Peter Gabriel song that goes a little something like this. Sledgehammer! It's actually, it's real good. And he's got swagger, too. He's got, like, Mick Jagger swagger. It's surprising. Yeah, he can sing. Uh, so anyways, the movie Spider-Man begins, like all movies do, with a dream of a boy named Thomas Edison! <laughs> with an elephant he was too happy to kill. <laughs> He said, these zoetropes are pretty nifty tricks. What if we used celluloid film instead of steel contraptions? And thus Hollywood was born. Yeah. It was good. A bunch of webs. A bunch of webs come at the screen with names, and that's the opening credits. Wait a minute. That started with a young man named Alfred Gore, who said, what if we got the computers to talk to each other? (laughs) DARPA, work on it. Yeah, and then he went back to yelling at rap album producers. They were being too (laughs) foul-mouthed. I mean, to be fair, have you listened to any songs by uh, uh, Two Live Crew? Yeah, yeah, they're pretty foul mouth. Yeah, they're pretty, they're pretty good. Yeah, no, they're pretty rough. <laughs> uh, I 
also found out today, uh, the other day, uh, while I was watching this documentary, uh, we were talking about it outside called Hip Hop Evolution, uh, and they were talking about the song Rexon FX's Rump Shaker. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Sure. Uh, so that song, Teddy Riley, uh, a later of Blackstreet and other uh, things, it was the main force behind Rexon FX. But do you know who wrote the lyrics for that song? Who? Fucking Pharrell. <laughs> in like 1993. And that's how I found out the Pharrell is way older than I thought. Holy shit, yeah. I didn't realize that either. Yeah. He's only recently become famous, but he's been like around for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, all right. But now I know who wrote those awesome lyrics. All I want to do is boom, 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 and zoom, zoom. Mm. Just yeah. shake your rump. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Actually, I think it's all I want to do is zoom, 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 and your boom, boom. Just shake your rump. Also, Tupac was in Digital Underground. That's true. And he had his first rap part on their song, same song, which is best well known for having uh, an appearance in the only Dan Aykroyd directed movie, Nothing oh, But Trouble. Oh, hell yeah. Yes. Starring Chevy Chase. And Demi Moore. Yes, with a young man named Charles Chase who said, I want to give birth to a son that will redefine 70s comedy. And he did. Into the 80s. It's true. With just yeah. the sheer force of will, a lot of cocaine, and just being an unbridled piece of shit. Yeah. Back pills will do it to you. Well, I, mean, I think being an asshole will do it to you. Yeah, but the being an asshole will be uh, extenuated by taking all them back pills he sure. took. Yeah. I'm going to go on record as saying most of the people from National Lampoon, kind of fucking shitheads. Even Beverly D'Angelo? Especially Beverly no! D'Angelo. No! Tell me it's not so. No, she's fine. Okay, that's good. So Spider-Man Ooh. starts off, we're 13 minutes in. God damn it. <laughs> Spider-Man begins. Yeah, yeah, web's on a screen anyway. Tell me more about Beverly D'Angelo. Well, she's perfectly fine, I assume. Yeah. I honestly forgot that she was uh, one, one of, of the people. One of the well, she's in the movie. Influence. I don't think she was part of the sketch group. No, she, she was just in the first yeah, vacation movie. I, I think John was talking about the old Saturday Night Live. Like the, like, like the actual style. Like, lampoon. Yeah, uh, like yeah. Belushi and, and, and all those guys. Yeah. And then Christopher well, those Guest. are the not ready for primetime players. Well, but, oh, well, with Christopher Guest, yeah. No, yeah, but Belushi was part of the Lemmings troupe. Oh, yeah, I didn't know yeah. that. I thought yeah. he, like, fucking saddled in later. Weird. No. Cool. So anyways... Uh, Spider-Man, I guess. All right, yeah, Begins whatever. with Spider-Man talking to us, Ugh. being like, I got a story to tell, but first it's about a girl, and then a bus leaves him behind. Yeah. <laughs> I love this part of the movie because we see, like, nerdy Spider-Man chasing after the bus, and everyone in the bus is aware he's out there, and they're all bullying him from inside the bus. Yeah. Including the bus driver, yeah. who thinks it's hilarious that he's leaving a kid behind. Why does everyone hate Peter Parker? He's a nerd. I was going to say, fucking look at him, dude. Yeah. I mean, he's got fair. glasses. He's skinny. He's Tobey Maguire. He's That's smart. A fucking dork. Nah. Let's, let's put him in a locker. He probably does his homework and everything. Yeah, ah, what an asshole. What a fucking he's, dweeb. He's ruining the curve that we all get graded on. That's very true. Or, I mean, he's probably holding up the curve. Let's face facts. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. He's ruining it for everybody else. Just because he's pulling the Lisa Simpson and keeping the funding. Yeah, true. <laughs> So this was the Bush era of No Child Left Behind. They needed them scores up. Yeah. So uh, Spider-Man uh, and class are on their way to a f- uh, field trip. Are we even there yet? I don't remember. I th- yeah, they're no, on their a little bit like school bullshit yeah. of just him being a nerd at school. Uh, that and then like yeah, they show up. At yeah, the they go to Columbia, Columbia University. Yeah, and then uh, they get there. Then we meet. Uh, so yeah, we meet Peter Parker as played by Tobey Maguire. Of course, we also meet Mary Jane Watson played by Kirsten Dunst. 
uh, best well known. Kirsten Dunst checks in. Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Probably the greatest of the talking of the orangutan movies. Oh, yeah. correct. Yeah. Probably best well known as being that little girl that tried to eat Brad Pitt, right? Yeah. Or from the movie Dick, maybe? Nah, I don't think that's it. Are you sure? <laughs> Nobody remembers that movie where a, a pre-fame Kirsten Dunst and a pre-fame Michelle Williams took down Tricky Dick Nixon? Oh, yeah. And Woodward and Bernstein were oh, played by right. Will Ferrell and, and Bruce, Bruce McCullough. McCullough. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. With the big hair? Yeah. Oh, man. That's been... And I Dan Hedaya plays Nixon. Oh, man. Yeah, that movie's ancient. Wow. Hey, did you hear the kids in the hall are getting back together for Amazon? I did. I'm very excited for it. I hope it goes well. Me too. Anyways, Spider-Man and and co. show up at uh, University of Columbia's science... Spider room. Yeah, spider center, I guess. Yeah, they got lots of spiders and they're genetically morphing them together. Yeah, we also meet Harry... Just to fucking see what happens. Yeah, we also meet Harry Osborn, played by uh, James Franco. We're going to go ahead and forget that he's in this movie. Just write him out. It's a better movie. And we also meet his father, Norman Osborn, played by Willem Dafoe. So See, good that he made Boondock Saints watchable. That's the trouble with your monkey paw wish of removing James Franco from this movie. You also lose any justification for Willem Dafoe. Nah, he could be like a science teacher or something. We'll just <laughs> shove him in there. He couldn't be a science teacher with that monster hog he's packing. Come on now. <laughs> He's teaching P.E. and you know it. And it's just dipping out of the bottom of them short shorts. Just enough. These shorts provide me the freedom of movement I need to properly play the sports ball. (laughs) Now give me some laps, children. It's been... Everyone line up. It's time to play dodgeball. (laughs) By dodge, I mean he's swinging his monster cock at him. You guys gotta know, Willem Dafoe has a... Huge hog. A yes. rockin' cop. Frighteningly no. large penis. We all knew that because it's the last temptation of Christ. Whether or not he's going to squeeze one out up there before he gets down. <laughs> While that sweet, sweet Peter Gabriel music is playing, Ooh. Harry Styles, Peter Gabriel, Willem Dafoe's <laughs> penis. We did it. We tied it all together. All right, so uh, they show up there. Yeah, the people at Columbia are, are... I always forget that Last Temptation of Christ ends with In Your Eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think it ends with Shock the Monkey. It... <laughs> it's the last thing Jesus hears is they move the rock in front of the cave. <laughs> Peter Gabriel puts a briefcase on the ground, opens it up, and his band walks out. Yeah, right? <laughs> Big Jesus, time. it's me, Peter Gabriel. I'm here to save you, mate. <laughs> Put me back on the cross. Send Phil Collins. Ooh. Trade Ooh. down. Wow. Lateral move. Lateral move. No, 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 no. He's he's right because prog rock Genesis is is only kind of okay. Phil Collins Genesis is better, but Peter Gabriel's solo career is better than both of them. Phil Collins got some pretty great solo stuff, man. Oh, sure, man. he We're does. Not he but does. No, 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 no. But Peter Gabriel's solo career is better than Phil Collins, and he's better than Phil Collins' Genesis. I don't know but about Phil that. Phil Collins' Genesis is better than Peter Gabriel's Genesis. Yeah, but none of them did a fucking duet with a member of Earth, Wind, and Fire. Except, <laughs> except Phil Collins. And Easy Lover is probably the greatest song of all time. <laughs> Do you hear uh, fucking Philly Collins uh, getting the Genesis back? Yeah. I wonder who's going to drum for them, because he can't anymore with the arthritis and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So he's just going to be singing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, I'm, I'm excited, though. What happened to the guy that fronted Genesis for Calling All Stations? My third favorite Genesis album. Wasn't that just the other guy from Genesis? Nah, nah, they got a new guy. They Did brought they him in from guy? some other band that I don't know the name of. Oh. Yeah. Was it Lemmy? No. Oh. No. It would be fucking cool if it was Lemmy, though. Guys, I think it was Harry Styles. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> As a zygote? <laughs> Look, take your fucking midi-chlorian bullshit and get out of here. Don't you lecture me about midi-chlorians? You midi-chlorian. You loving asshole. <laughs> they make sense if you listen to the text of the movie. No, oh. it wouldn't. And there wasn't. <laughs> text of the movie. Don't give me that they bullshit. They all start with fucking text. You're Dude. bullshitting me. Now Star, Star Wars, Wars is a series of grunts and shitty facial expressions. <laughs> and now Star Wars isn't even putting text in the movie. They're releasing it months afterwards. <laughs> True. They're doing the J.K. Rowling thing was like, oh, actually, this does make sense because of this book I just hastily wrote right now. Exegol's a thing! Boy, I do deeply love how the transmission, you know, the MacGuffin in the whole first part of Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Coming soon. You could only hear if you played <laughs> Fortnite that week. <sighs> what? Wait, yeah. what? It was really his actual, like, this is the Emperor. I'm back from the dead. I've got a first order, but you haven't seen my last order. If you thought the Death Star was cool, fuck you! Shitballs, and that's in Fortnite? That's in goddamn Fortnite. <laughs> I think it was one of their concerts hosted by Marshmallow. Oh. <laughs> oh. So, <laughs> guys, we live in the bad timeline. I don't know what to tell oh, you. Oh, man, you're not telling me because as a kid, all I wanted was like for video games to be a job, let alone a sport. Ooh, and yeah. But they only play shit games. I know, right? League of Legends is like one of the worst games that anyone has it's ever so invented. It's profoundly boring. Oh, it's the shittiest, stupidest game. I mean, I've never played Fortnite. I guess that's just like a shooter. Well, it's it's a shooter where you can build your own, like, fort? I don't know. Oh, fuck. Is it like a shooter that's like Spore? It's like a shooter Minecraft. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it, it also looks very stupid and lame. I don't know. The I just want to do... these days, what are they into? They should be more into speedrunning Mario 3, frankly. <laughs> a yeah. good, wholesome American game. Goddamn right. That would teach him some character. <laughs> this is this is what you suckers get for continuing to play modern video games. <laughs> I stopped it. Final Fantasy 13. Oh, that's pretty good, actually. Yeah, yeah. that was a good It got much maligned because I think it was a victim of its own hype, but actually the battle system is pretty fucking cool. Yeah, absolutely it is. I love Ooh, the battle system. You should come over to my house as soon as I get the Game of the Year edition of Spider-Man. Yeah, I'm bored. Ah, it looks so fucking cool. I still haven't played it yet, and I still have managed to avoid all the spoilers. I'm nice, really excited. Nice. Although I think I'm going to need to play that fucking Star Wars Fallen Order first. Yeah. Because that looks real goddamn good. Uh, so... Oh. What, what, Spider-Man reminds me of something. What was it? Something we were talking about like uh, a few minutes ago. This is going to drive me so crazy. So anyways, Tobey Maguire and nah. James Franco Oh yeah, the Cider trip. House rules. So Michael Caine <laughs> walks in and he's like, Oh, I don't think we should be giving abortions. Uh. And fucking Tobey Maguire's like, But my girlfriend! Isn't that how that movie goes? Yeah, I think so. All I know about that movie is that every night Michael Caine walks into a room, kisses a bunch of small boys, and says, Good night, you princes of mine, and then disappears. That's a thing, isn't it? I think the most I know about uh, fucking Cider House rules is that no one. No cider. <laughs> the second rule of Cider House rules. <laughs> 
I'm now that episode of Sea Lab 2021 where the captain calls Red Alert because someone stole his Easy Bake Oven. <laughs> <laughs> and he keeps quoting Michael Caine movies. Oh, oh good stuff. So, anyways, good stuff for about a year, and then it falls off real hard. Yeah, 2021. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, Spider-Man, not Spider-Man, Peter Parker and Who? friends. Shut up! <laughs> We're 23 minutes in. We are on an episode of Seinfeld into this show. With credits. Otto, is he a Spider-Man yet? No! God damn it. They're at this Wake lab. Wake me when we get to Bonesaw. Yeah. They're at this lab uh, in Columbia College where they're taking a bunch of spiders and <laughs> they're making a bunch of, I am assuming, college students turn these spiders into super freak spiders. Hell yeah. This was pre-2008, so we just had so much money we didn't know what to do with. Yeah. yeah. So these like, people invented CRISPR okay. technology. <laughs> yeah. And they're using it to make spiders jump farther, run faster. You know, all the things you would want a spider to do. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, one of those spiders... every time I see a spider and it's like, this spider can't jump or run very fast, this fight's gonna be over too quick. Give me a challenging spider, please. Yeah, or just get two giant robot scorpions to fight each other like the beginning Ooh, of 3,000 Miles to Graceland. yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Or like that Wii game, I think it's Dangerous Deadly Creatures, where you play as either a scorpion or a tarantula... And in the background, Billy Bob Thornton is trying to figure out where to bury his treasure. Nice. Actual game, actual plot of the game. Nice. Wow. I yeah. like it. Cool. So anyways, one of these dumb spiders gets out, bites Peter Parker on the hand, and he's like, I don't feel good. And then he goes home. And then his... Uh, End of movie. His, his adopted... His, his aunt and uncle, uh, Aunt May and Uncle Ben are just like, are you okay? And he's like, shut up, I'm a teenager. <laughs> then he wakes up in the morning and he's got muscles. Yeah. And he reaches for his glasses, puts his glasses on, and then realizes he doesn't need glasses. Yes. Yeah. Which is... Not how looking at things work. No, no, no. I've done that before. As a person who has definitely had his contacts in and been like, ooh, need my glasses. Wait, what? <laughs> no, I've, I've been, been bitten by a spider. Yeah, that's believable. <laughs> <laughs> Except I just had contacts in. No, oh, you weren't a, you weren't no, a Spider-Man? I wasn't a Spider-Man. Well, you couldn't tell us if you were because the media distrusts you so much. You're a menace. Yeah. A no, Dennis the Menace. Let me see your slingshot, you asshole. <laughs> I won't do it. <laughs> These are the same slingshot marks that we found on the president. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis, you've done it again. And that's Dennis the Menace being uh, handcuffed and escorted off the White House lawn for I a... have no regrets. Uh, Read my manuscript. Read a... my manuscript. Attempting to assassinate the president. Eat more plants. <laughs> Third thing I know about Dennis the Menace. <laughs> <laughs> he was in Riverdale, right? No. Nope. He didn't even get to high school. He liked all them hamburgers so much. Nah, that guy went from straight from elementary to juvie. <laughs> yeah, it's him and Bazooka Joe. Yeah, and then he turns into uh, Val Kilmer in The Saint. True. <laughs> Well, because he told Bazooka Joe a really funny joke, and he backflipped so hard he broke the brick containment wall, and all the criminals got free. True. Yeah. Also, Bazooka Joe grows up to be Snake Plissken from Escape from New York. <laughs> <laughs> they both have eye patches. True. Prove me wrong. True. That's, That's very true. No, I just never noticed it. How do you think it. Bazooka Joe lost that eye? <laughs> 
in the war? You think you got gum in there? <laughs> and they just get some peanut butter and the whole thing just popped out? <laughs> yeah, well, that's they what I'm froze guessing. the gum so that they could pound it with a hand. <laughs> <laughs> and then his eye just shattered. Yeah, like in fucking Demolition Man. Yeah. Uh, and Jason Extreme. Ooh, that's yeah. right. He went to space. That's right. Then he becomes a super Jason when a computer rebuilds him. That's true. But then they put him in that holodeck so he can get all his murder out, but it doesn't work. No, nope, he just beats two fake people to death in their sleeping bags. He puts one fake person inside a sleeping bag and uses it as a cudgel to beat the other person in a sleeping bag. Oh, that's awesome. And then he takes that first person in a sleeping bag and slams him against a tree. <laughs> and this is all in a holodeck? It's yeah. so good. Yeah, and then, and then, then he fights a robot lady. <laughs> Well, this is awesome. Uh, and then he gets ejected into the vast vacuum of space yeah. where he is still alive. And it's implied that he is going to crash down <laughs> on Earth <laughs> and survive re-entry. Uh, going to drop in like the Predator. See, the Freddy vs. Jason movies really missed an opportunity to resolve that lingering plot thread. <laughs> yeah, if Freddy vs. Jason would have opened with Jason in full, like, robot space armor, <laughs> they should have taken Freddy to space. That's the problem. Because then they could have done a bunch of cool, like, Star Trek and Star Wars parodies. Nah, because here's the thing. Freddy already exists in your dreams, yeah. so we can just have people dreaming of space. We can get a bunch of androids oh, and get them to dream of electric sheep. John, you can't dream of space if you're on Earth. <laughs> Duh! It's too far away. You're you right. You can only dream of things you can see. True. <laughs> like Nightcrawler's teleportation. Yes, exactly yeah. like that. Yeah. That's why whenever I dream, there's a sulfur smell. And then it goes, <laughs> boom! <laughs> oh, guys, in the comics, he died and went to heaven, but then he bamfed out of heaven. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he had to get back at it. To be fair, in heaven, he was a sky pirate. <laughs> yeah, and in heaven, they probably wouldn't let him have all his swords. Uh, oh, no, he had a lot of swords uh, in heaven. Uh, nice. And then right he came back and It's like that fucking Eric Clapton song. <laughs> swords in heaven. Space, would you have swords in heaven? <laughs> <laughs> Which actually Eric Clapton wrote after being after. so sad about Nightcrawler bamfing back down from heaven. He's like, Nightcrawler, why didn't you stay? Now there's not enough room in these comics for Gambit, my favorite character. <laughs> oh, Clapton would love Gambit. It's that coat. It's all about I that mean, coat. It is. It's also about saying all those terrible things to women, I'm sure. Ooh, but you you just play it off by saying, Moshelli? Yeah, there yeah. you go. Throw a little Montcherry in there. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. sure Gambit loves Eric Clapton, too. Oh, it's definitely. going both ways. Definitely. It's in the way that you use it. Sherry. <laughs> More than you know. Montcherry. Oh, man, I really... Oh, Wilford Brimley's dead. He should have played... No, I don't think he is. I don't if think he's he is still either. alive, he needs to play Gambit in the X-Men movies. <laughs> 90-year-old Gambit? I mean, if you get him a little of that cocoon water, it might yeah, work. get him going. Uh, uh, so anyways, Spider-Man wakes up the next day. He's got muscles, doesn't need his glasses. He goes to school. Uh, he gets in a fight with Flash Thompson because he accidentally spider-goos uh, out of his wrists. A tray of food under his back. There's one really cool scene in this I, I really like where uh, you they kind of show his spider sense and Mary Jane like slips in the largest river of orange juice. Oh my ever. god, right? 
uh, drops her tray and all of the stuff goes flying in the air and he catches it all and her. Yeah. Uh, it's really great because it's a practical effect. They yeah, use they with put a some lot of like glue. sticky stuff on the stuff. Yeah. 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 And he actually catches it all. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, anyways, he gets in a fight with Flash Thompson, breaks his fucking hand because fuck Joe Manganello, am I right? Ah, yeah. come on. He's got his own D&D clothing line now. Oh, I love that he's a beef-up brunette Mark McGrath. Yeah, yeah. True. He also plays Big Dick Richie in Magic Mike oh, movies, hell yeah. and he's great. Yes. But his dick is too big. He can't have sex with it. Well, it's because he spends much of the time putting it into one of those dick... Alston Powers dick-growing The dick things. pumps. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yikes. Yeah. Oh, that was bad for you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <Ooh. laughs> you live your life. Okay. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, yeah, man. Just, I ain't here to yuck anyone's yums if that's your deal, man. <laughs> Keep pumping that D. Uh, Joe Manganiello does have a great story where the uh, the crew of Spider-Man hated working with Tobey Maguire so much that they said, hey, we all got together, and if you, quote, accidentally, end quote, punch Tobey Maguire in the face in the next scene, we'll give you $300. <laughs> Did he do it? Did he do it? No, he valued uh, his career too much. Uh, smart. Smart. $300, <laughs> though. In, in 2001? 2000, yeah. Oh. That could have bought you two phones. That'll buy you a PlayStation 2, my friend. Yes, it will. Yeah. With enough money left over to maybe get a Madden. Yeah. Oh, it's, if, yeah, if it's an out-of-date Madden, yeah. if it's like a year behind. For sure. Oh, hell yeah. 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 Uh, Only suckers buy Madden in the release year. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so Spider-Man now has Spider-Man powers. He goes uh, around Spider-Man and learning his powers. He climbs a wall. He tries to do a little web-slinging and... Swinging, he slams into a wall. Does some a lot incredibly of wall stuff. parkour cheating. A lot yeah. of cheating and parkour. Just jumping it's across all wall buildings. Shit. He gets home late. His grandpa's mad at him because his uncle he or whatever didn't paint his kitchen because he wasn't there to help paint the kitchen. Paint my chicken stew. Make me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're all those like, breads were dry and terrible. Uh, literally, the next day, he's like, uh, "Oh no!" That night, he goes out and he has a long talk with Mary Jane. And she's like, you probably hear my dad screaming at me all the time. And he's, he's like, a real piece of shit. And he's like, everybody yells. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, yeah, but not your family. And he's like, oh, they yell sometimes. Gross. Listen, I, I'm trying to get you to call protective services. <laughs> right. I've All the phones in my house are monitored. I'm trying to get you to call help. Yeah. <laughs> and this is where we find out that they've lived next door to each other for... Like a decade, and they know each other. They know of each other. Yeah, it well, seems yeah. more like he idolizes her, but she barely notices him. Well, his bedroom window looks, looks directly into, into her, her bedroom, bedroom window, window, so he's definitely masturbated to her multiple yeah, times. Yeah, he's doing the old man McFly. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the the old Crispin Glover. We but know. from the safety of his room, without having to climb a tree. I mean, that's helpful. How does he even get it up? There's no danger involved. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, he's got... No, he stands right in the window. <laughs> butt fucking naked, curtains open, just jerking. This is the grossest episode we've done in a while. <laughs> let, me, let me just put it this way, Mark. Uh, he's got a slice of lemon ready. Whoa. There's plenty oh, of danger. Oh, the idea oh. of Tom McGuire having a lemon party. <laughs> uh, rest in peace, David Carradine. <laughs> oh... Uh, so anyways <laughs> Hey uh, if I ever die In like an embarrassing way Which might happen Tell the world Yes Definitely <laughs> Absolutely All Tell the it. world my story No I won't just tell them That you autoerotic asphyxiated I'm gonna tell them What record you listened to 
Nice. Yeah, it's going to be gross. No, Songs in the Key of Life by Stevie Wonder. Hell yeah. Nice. That's a good record. That's oh, a bad. Yeah. Fucking rules. I mean, that's a good time to go out. Yeah. Right. When Patrick autoerotically asphyxiated, though, he was listening to Whitey Ford Sings the Blues by Everlast. Oh, no. I was! <laughs> I was! And I was listening to all the cool rap songs. <laughs> yeah, he skipped all the songs that everyone knows. He yeah. just listened to the rap songs. Right, right. Sadat X is on this track. He is! <laughs> Oh, and all the great answering machine bits. I love when rap albums oh, used to have answering machine bits. I fucking love bits. Oh. Yo, rappers, get bits back in. <laughs> There's, hey, Chance the Rapper, give me some bits. On the uh, on the first Wyclef Jean album, which is called The Carnival, uh, there is a running bit that happens where Wyclef, is, uh, uh, Wyclef and rap itself are on trial. <laughs> oh, no. Uh-oh. Uh, they, and one of the... One of the uh, witnesses that's called is like this awful pimp stereotype. And then at one point, there's another running bit where there's a guy telling them that they're not hardcore enough. So they do a song called Street Jeopardy. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Wycliffe Sean, I don't, I don't usually associate with hardcore. He wasn't really. His yeah. first solo song was We Trying to Stay Alive that sampled Staying Alive. <laughs> yeah. Also, all of his songs are like posse cuts. Like, there's no solo Wyclef song. Like, there's always another guy on... There's always Praz or John Forte or Lauren Hill or one of the other 30 refugee all-stars <laughs> that showed up on their album. Yeah. Uh, the only songs that he's on are his slow acoustic things where he was like, yeah... I can sing. Yeah. <laughs> and then he does like fucking Wish You Were Here. And it's like, fuck Goof. you. Fuck you, Wyclef. Hey, man. Yeah. Sometimes you just want to grow up to be Cap Mo. And sometimes you can't be Cap Mo. Oh, and sometimes, so sometimes you just got to enter an amateur wrestling league so that you can get $3,000 to buy a shitty used car to try to make out with Mary Jane Watson. That's right, folks. Spider-Man! That's right, 37 minutes into the podcast, we're 12 minutes into the movie! Oh, but this is the best part, though, because Randy Savage is there. That's right, yeah. so so Spider-Man sees an ad uh, to impress Mary Jane because Flash Thompson, her boyfriend, uh, got a brand new, it looked like a Dodge Prowler. Yeah, um, and that is the only difference between himself and Peter Parker. Right, he's got a flashier car. Uh, so Peter Parker finds an Alfa Romeo in the newspaper for $3,000, and he's going to win it in an amateur wrestling contest. Which this is definitely not an amateur league. Yeah. This is taking place in, like, a proper live It's in a fucking venue. arena. It's an arena, yeah. They got, like, hundreds of people and Randy fucking Savage uh, people. Not Randy Savage, my friend. Boom. Boom. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. So, uh, yeah, Uncle Ben drives them there because their relationship has deteriorated literally overnight because he was late for one event and then got kind of snippy at him. Uh, so he tries to give him the like great power, great responsibility talk, and then Peter's like, You're old! I'm young! Fuck you! <laughs> nice. Uh, and and then, then he puts on fucking Young Turks and blasts it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, the... <laughs> The podcast, oh, wait, Young Turks. Or the Rod no. Stewart song, Young Turks. The Rod Stewart yeah. song, <laughs> obviously. Young hearts be free tonight. Do, 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 do. Hell yeah. That's Happy a fucking rule. The best line in that song is, happiness was found in each other's arms, as expected. <laughs> yeah, no, if he wants to piss off his uh, fucking old man uncle, he just blast uh, fucking Chapo Trap House. <laughs> 
That's right, former comedy writer Jack Allison is on this podcast, and he's unfiltered. Oh no! Wait, Jack Allison? Professional gets angry at guys on Twitter, Jack Allison? The very same! What an asshole! (laughs) (laughs) But also... Jimmy Kimmel seems like kind of an asshole, too. Oh, sure. All I'm saying is there are multiple assholes. Yeah, It's kind of like when uh, Letterman and Leno feud. It's like, no matter who wins, we all lose. (laughs) I mean, from a personal standpoint, yes. From a comedy standpoint, if we get Letterman, we win. True. Like, super hard. Very true. (laughs) Um, Because he does comedy, you see. As opposed to Jay Leno, who just goes, Man, did me hit my heart. I got a big chin. I got all these cars. Yep. He did Patrick, have a would you like lot to do of a, cars. Would you like to do a Jay Leno impression? We were both there. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to figure out what mean thing I want to say about Jimmy Kimmel. But there's too many. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, how far the star of The Man Show has fallen. Oh. One of the stars of The Man Show. That's true. Adam, Adam Carolla. Carolla's still out there. Yeah, Jesus, Adam Carolla's doing fucking still doing ads for, for fucking PragerU. Yep. Yeah, he does ads and he's on the Joe Rogan Oof. show every once in a while. Well, you be- know, all the smart boy things. Yeah. Well, because Joe Rogan and Doug Stanhope took over The Man Show when the original men got yeah. too That's manly. That's right. That's right. Doug Stanhope and Joe Rogan did take over. That's right. I forgot all about that so did america jimmy kimmel will always be that guy who was a lapdog for ben stein hey (laughs) but you could win his money you could all five thousand (laughs) dollars of ben stein's money yeah i watched that show religiously i watched the show i played the flash game on comedycentral.com hell yeah oh i watched the man show too it was before i understood what like Conservatism what a piece was? of shit Ben Stein. Yeah, that exactly. is what I didn't know. Yeah. That is what I didn't know. When I found out Nixon he was... Nixon's speechwriter, yeah. cabinet yeah. member, fucking Ben Stein, that was what I didn't know. Yeah. Oh, but he guys. was the boring guy in F- Ferris Bueller. Guys. True. And in Ghostbusters 2, he's one of the mayor's advisors. Yeah, and in The Mask, he's the guy who talks about masks. Oh, true, yeah. Oh, yeah, I just can't wait. Advising commercials! <laughs> Visiting at the canteen. Uh, I look forward well, actually, to Actually, like, he did clear eyes. Yeah, it's true. Clear, clear eyes. eyes. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Spider-Man? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> we're at the wrestling scene. Yeah, yeah. so Spider-Man, Spider-Man signs up. Uh, the person signing him in is Octavia yeah. Spencer, yeah. which is pretty cool. Yeah. A uh, nice little uh, pre-fame look. Uh, she signs him up, and she's like, yeah, you're going to get killed. And he's like, nope, I'm going to be okay. And then we get to see Bruce Campbell as the ring announcer doing Bruce Campbell things. Yeah. Uh, but oh, yeah. I should have realized that was him when he was like, hey, kid, what's your name? Yeah. Uh, that he, sucks. He names Spider-Man. Yes. Yeah. He calls him the Amazing Spider-Man. He's wearing his shitty, like... Hooded t-shirt, t-shirt sweatpants, yeah. balaclava. Yeah. What's weird is that it looks like he had to put that costume together himself. But if he was Spider-Man today, he'd just buy one of those Boba Fett hoodies that zip all the way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he gets in the ring with Bonzo, Ooh, uh, played yeah. by Macho, Macho Man, Man Randy, Randy Savage. Savage. Oh, so Ooh, good. let me tell you a little bit about how I got my job on the Spider-Man. I was walking down the street one day when Sam Raimi saw me and he said, Hey, oh, macho man, do you have Hacksaw Jim Duggan's phone number? I got a roll for him. 
And I said, what did you say to me? And he said, do you have Hapsaw Jim Duggan's phone number? And I said, oh, I have hearing problems. Sure. And I gave it to him. And then he called Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he called me. I'm Hacksaw and June Duggan. Uh, I wasn't available to do it because I was doing <laughs> drugs with the Iron Sheik guy. I said, you should probably hire someone else. Ooh, so that dude, Sam Raimi, called me back. And he said, hey, do you have British Bulldogs phone number? <laughs> and I said, no. But I do own a singlet. Ooh. And he was like, ooh, yeah, good enough. And that's how I got the part in the movie. But yeah, they wrestle and uh, <laughs> they get a fucking cage to wrestle in. It's a yeah. cage match. My God, he's got God. children. <laughs> they killed him. My God, Bonesaw threw Spider-Man off the hill on the cell. <laughs> right onto the Spanish announcer's table. That table had children. Goddamn. <laughs> Fucking Brock Lesnar breaking the streak. Fuck you. Oh, what a waste, man. Of Brock. Goddamn Lesnar, the least charismatic wrestler ever. Who wasn't even full time anymore? No. no. He was splitting it with the MMA. Bullshit. Piece of shit. Yeah. So, anyways, Spider Man beats Bonesaw uh, after making a really homophobic joke at Bonesaw's expense. Hey, it was the early 2000s. Yeah, buddy. It was still the. Uh... Hey, they couldn't get married. They didn't have rights. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. very true. <laughs> so anyway, we hadn't. What, did it, what was Obama's line? Evolved on that issue yet? Yes. Ah, uh, yeah. Or no? Was that Clinton? I think that was Hillary, wasn't it? I thought it was him because it was his administration where they actually ended up like doing it. Oh yeah, I thought it was during. A I mean, I'm debate. sure that yeah. everybody who was also a politician in the '90s oh, was sure. like, "Oh yeah, I sure. guess they're people." Except fucking Jeremy Irons, who <laughs> was just like, "Oh, civil liberty seems good enough." <laughs> so, uh, I think you degrade the term marriage if you just start giving it to everyone. He was, he was super in character to play Ringo Starr in the Beatles. I was going to say. Nice, yeah. Uh, because Jeremy Irons is more like this. Well, not if it's fucking Gary Oldman playing George in the Beatles biopic. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's happening anymore. Very simple. I'm Gary Oldman playing George in the Beatles biopic. George Costanza? Why is it so hard to... Yes, Jerry, I've got this song. It's called Please Stop Suing Me for Ripping Off the Riff for the opening track of my first solo album. I didn't know I was doing it. (laughs) Why do you keep getting sued? I don't know, Jerry Seinfeld. I'm just Gary Oldman playing George in the Beatles biopic. Why am I even here? <sighs> These are all good questions. God. Oh, that's what I'm playing. Brian Epstein. <laughs> Tell me they've already made the Beatles biopic and it's not going to come out later. They've made Ooh, a bunch they of have it. Yeah. They have made Beatles movies. Some, yeah. There's like Backbeat, the movie about the young Beatles. Yeah. Where they, like, I don't think they were like, could call them the Beatles or whatever. No, yeah. they then were they... the shitty guys without Ringo. Uh, yeah, because they saw <laughs> Pete Best. Yeah, who was not. Correct. Uh, and then there was also, there was that movie, 
about uh, that that VH1 original movie with Aiden Quinn as Paul McCartney, I think. Oh, yes. yeah. It's about John Lennon and Paul McCartney the night like that... Like reconciling yes. at the Dakota? Yeah, well, it's yeah. the night that uh, Lorne Michaels does his I'll Give the Beatles $3,000. Yeah. Like, the, and they almost win. Yeah, the apocryphal yeah. story being that they were going to go down there and... Uh, the movie posits that they started going down there and then it got too dark and they went home. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, you know how it gets so dark in downtown New York? (laughs) When in reality, what probably happened was John Lennon was like, well, good to see you, Paul McCartney. I'm over to Harry Nilsson's place to do more drugs. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. My second wife said it's okay. Yeah, but she was extremely permissive. Yeah, because the yeah. second wife, Yoko Ono, is the one who told him to dump her and go sleep with my May Pang or whatever. Yeah, my and, personal yeah. assistant. John Lennon had a very specific type, which was women who are not my wife. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're not my wife, I find you irresistible. Are you my wife? No sex, please. Yep. No, wives are for hitting. <laughs> yeah. That's what John Lennon always said. Fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Jesus. Jesus. What an episode this is, guys. (laughs) So, Spider-Man wins the wrestling match. He goes to collect his $3,000. And they give him a hundred. Yeah, but but New York-made flesh is just like, (laughs) Nah, kid, you only last, you didn't last three minutes, so you get a hundred dollars. And he's like, but I need that money. He's like, I failed to see how that's my problem. I don't know why oh. I turned to Donald Trump. Baba booey, baba booey. Oh. Um, so Spider-Man leaves, passes the man who robs the guy immediately. Uh, Spider-Man, of course, the old story, lets him leave. The guy's like, thank you. And he leaves. Yeah, it's a tale as old as time where Spider-Man lets the crook go. Then the crook meets up with Thomas Hayden Church from Wings. Oh, fucking lol. And the two of them are just like, we should probably shoot this old guy in a car. And then the other burglar's like, well, I don't know if that's such a good idea. Sideways star dick. <laughs> Fucking Thomas Eden Church. <laughs> you shut up. I'm in charge. I'm going to shoot that old guy. All right, but just make sure not to take the car that you're stealing from him. That's right. I'm going to make my getaway on foot. See you in the third movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Spider-Man... Uh, Using the power of tragedy, because yes, Uncle Ben gets shot, uh, turns into real Spider-Man and does a web chase down the street. This is like the first real Spider-Man and we get to see. Yeah, and then he gets to the, he drops on the the, the hood, not the hood, the roof of the car. Yeah, and, it's, and it's like Sam Raimi's old classic. He like punches through and then the guy shoots at him. Anyways, they have they a chance. They drive to the docks. Yeah, they drive to the docks where there's like an abandoned, the... It looked like the school from Back to the Future. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. abandoned on the New York docks. Yeah. Well, that was the actual filming location. They filled out <laughs> all the streets with CG after the fact in Back to the Future. <laughs> uh, so he uh, Spider-Man chases him up there and uh, brutally murders him, actually. Well, no! does he just beats the crap out of him and then the guy trips over a pipe and falls out a window. Spider-Man pushed him. I mean... He came at him with a knife. You saw it. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, he fucks off and decides, well, I guess I'm Spider-Man now. Yeah, Yeah. well, he's got to graduate high school and get a job. A job fighting crime. That's true. Back in fucking 2002 when there were jobs. And crime. Yeah. Yeah. 
Thankfully, we've eliminated one of those. Yep, jobs. Yeah. And elected the other one to hold the highest office in the land. Crime. Ah, one vote for crime, please. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Hope there's not a fucking global pandemic on his watch. Ah, there won't be. There's no global pandemic. Coronavirus is a democratic hoax. Hi, I'm crime, the president. <laughs> if I just build a bunch of walls... The germs can't get through. You know, there's a lot of talk about who's going to go up against Trump in the next election. Is it going to be Biden? Is it going to be Bernie Sanders? Is it going to be the establishment? Is it going to be the brave New Deal Democrats? Well, I've got a third option. McGruff, the crime dog! (laughs) Oh, man. Can cartoons (laughs) run for president? Because that cartoon is over 35, and it was made here, so he's definitely got the two qualifications done. I'm running on a platform of biting crime! (laughs) (laughs) This is in, uh, McGruff the Crime Dog has been arrested for violating the civil liberties of a white... Read my manifesto! (laughs) Read my manifesto! (laughs) I regret nothing! (laughs) Wake up, sheeple! Bite crime! <laughs> oh, that's a good candidacy, though. McGruff, the crime dog? Hey, he's got my fucking vote. Ooh, yeah. Vice President Smokey the Bear. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Get that Green New Deal off the ground, smoke some. Smokey the Bear versus Mike Pence in the VP debate. <laughs> yeah, Mike Pence steps out of line, Smokey just mauls him. Yeah, just mauls him. Just rips him up like a salmon out of a stream. And it's amazing because he doesn't even burst his jeans. <laughs> Fucking the Hulk can't do that, but Smokey can. Do you know what's great about Smokey the Bear? Everything, uh, every as, single fucking thing. Well, as when he teams president? up with the bandit, he can make sure that the cops <laughs> don't get the illegal shipment of cores. Yeah. Uh, no, what's great about Smokey the Bandit as vice or Smokey, Smokey the Bandit? <laughs> and what's great about Smokey the Bear as vice president and McGruff the Crime Dog as president is that. McGruff the dog can ride on Smokey's back. <laughs> <laughs> and they can form a super animal. Like a super predator. Yeah. Just like punching the shit out of people. Yeah. <laughs> They're like the master blaster of politicians. <laughs> Who runs the White House? <laughs> S- M- McGruff Smokey runs the White House. Just punching the shit out of people. Yeah. I'm into it. So right? Spider-Man. <laughs> so Spider-Man, right. Uh, Killed that guy. There's also a whole side <laughs> plot about Norman Osborn's Oscorp making like super body enhancers and a glider. They're making Captain Americas. They're trying yes. to make. Yeah, they're Captain trying Americas. to make Captain America. But it's not working because one of the rats went insane. Went insane. <laughs> that was the problem. Was they injected it with the color out of space? That was the problem. Oh, guys, I would totally have watched the Joker if it was a rat. <laughs> no, you wouldn't have. <laughs> it still would have been Joaquin Phoenix, and that guy's just a bit much. Can you yeah. just change the tint and color on your TV to make Ratatouille have a white face? <laughs> Wouldn't that be the same thing? <laughs> well, I guess you're right. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, uh, yeah, so Norman, Norman Osborn uh, uh, turns himself into an evil green goblin guy. God, who gives a shit about this movie? <laughs> and, like, here's the thing. I didn't hate it. I enjoyed it. I had a good time watching it. But you get to a certain point in this movie where you're like, yeah, I've seen all the things I want to see, but then it goes on for another hour. Yeah, because the next thing of consequence that happens is all of a sudden Peter and Harry are living together. Harry is dating Mary Jane. Ooh, but they're living together in a women's only dormitory, so they have to pretend like they're ladies. For somebody! do 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 Beep 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 be
Hey, Guys, keep I, it to yourself. It's my life. Booty, booty, booty. You guys booty, have heard booty, that Tom, boo, Tom boo, Hanks boo, boo. has corona. And Rita Wilson. Yeah. I don't think America can survive. Nah, he's going to get rid of it by asking it very politely to leave. Ooh, that's true. Also, With that he, Midwestern charm. Oh, yeah, he's going to give it the yeah. old smile of do. You know what? I'm also not worried because we got a perfectly good Colin Hanks waiting in the wings. Yeah, yeah and he's also, all right. I'll let's be it. fair. He's great in season one of Fargo. Yeah, he, he is. is. He's so good. And also, Tom Hanks is in Australia right now. So, like... He's yeah, getting... what happens in Australia stays in Australia. Well, I'm just gonna say they're gonna... Like Johnny Depp's dog. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Tom Hanks is getting good medical care right now. Yeah, but... Australia's like the arcade game of continents. <laughs> Eventually, you're gonna fucking die. Not Tom Hanks. <laughs> All of the bad things only come at you faster the longer you live there. Here's the thing. Tom Hanks took Meisner classes. <laughs> and Meisner gave him very specific training exercises. It gave him a very specific set of skills. So that he could live forever. <laughs> just like Meisner. I mean, just yeah, like Meisner is a Highlander and he can give his powers <laughs> to but one person. Tom Hanks. Don't you remember when Meisner cut off Stanislavski's head <laughs> yes. and that lightning shot into the sky? That was the best thing that ever happened in theater. When Stanislavski's head came off and his whole body And then exploded. Uta Hagen was like, but really we were aliens the whole time. <laughs> but then everybody was not surprised. <laughs> Lee Strasberg cut down Uta Hagen in her prime and said, nah, just kidding, we're Highlanders. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, that was good. I can't believe I was able to name another acting person. Hey, uh, on that one. real quick, fuck the method. It's bullshit oh, and stupid. Oh, man, let's it's just, not even talk about how dumb it is. It's just an excuse to be an asshole to people on set. Very yes. correct. Huge. Yeah. Also, it's an excuse to ask really stupid fucking questions. Also true. Uh, here's a question for me while I'm a researcher. What, uh, what kind of uh, socks does this person wear? Bad news, Stanislavski! You don't even understand Chekhov! Here's a question for you. What uh, what kind of uh, 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 toothpaste would this person use? Bah. Here's the problem, Stanislavski, is me. Fucking Slash from the <laughs> fucking band Guns N' Roses. You seem to have a fundamental misunderstanding of Chekhov's work, whereas you see them as dramas cutting at the very heart of the sadness of the human condition they were actually intended to be comedies. Yeah. Bye! <laughs> Bye, Slash. Thanks, Slash. I appreciated that. Yeah, Slash has a fucking MFA, it turns yeah, out. fucking huh. Slash knows Russian stage. <laughs> also, Slash is British. I kind of guessed. I dare you to recall Slash's actual speaking voice. I don't think he has one. He does. I think he only speaks in guitar riffs. <laughs> Look, I know Slash's real name is Saul Hudson. Nah, I didn't. It is. <laughs> oh, it is. Uh, and I've seen him no, talk. His, his name change is like college accreditation. It works backwards and forward. Look, I've seen Saul Hudson <laughs> speak, and he sounds like this. Yeah, uh, I had a snake. I play guitar. Oh, is he? Asshole. Oh, is, is he vocalized quaaludes? Is yeah, that what he well, is? Yeah, he was in Guns N' Roses. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have... Any idea how high you have to be to deal with Axl Rose? Oh yeah, no. I would definitely be on Quaaludes with a hat that covered my eyes. Yeah. No you, question. You need to drink a sixer just before you get it in the studio. Yeah, easy. When the fucking 
head uh oh 40s a sixer of 40s <laughs> when the lead singer of stone temple pilots is a better choice a more reliable choice than axel rose <laughs> fucking velvet revolver baby oh, oh that yeah. band fucking slaps though they're oh. real good <laughs> well that's because that guy from stp is actually pretty great as long as he's not killing himself correct and also a horrible junkie yeah that's what I meant. But again, yeah. more reliable than Axl Rose. Easier to work with. Definitely. Yeah, it's true. Uh, so anyway, Spider-Man becomes <laughs> Spider-Man. Ooh, and then J.K. Simmons shows oh, up. Oh, fuck yeah, J.K. Simmons is in this movie. Oh, gives this movie a good shot oh, in the arm. Oh, he's so good. Yeah, he's got a and cigar he... and lots of fast talk. Yeah, J. Jonah Jameson, played by J.K. Simmons, is probably the greatest casting choice in the history of casting choices. He's amazing. The flat top looks great. The mustache looks great. The cigars look great. He yells at Ted Raimi. It's great. Ooh, he yells at Bill Nunn. Yeah, he it's yells great. at... Also, Elizabeth Banks is yells Betty Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, Peter Parker is selling pictures of Spider-Man. It's a whole big... It's Spider-Man. And then there's a Green Goblin. And then it's the World's Unity Festival. Whatever the fuck that is. Turns out Green Goblin got fired from his company for Green Goblin and... Uh, no, he got fired from his company for taking it public, like every other good founder. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as soon as you have a board of directors, your days are numbered, my friend. Oh my god, why are we not roasting Mark Zuckerberg on a spit yet? We're close. And that Twitter guy. Like, come on, oh, get out of here. Jack Dorsey's almost on his way out. Because... I know, he fended them off. Did he? Yeah, he's Wait, back in charge. Okay. Did he fend off the Argonauts? <laughs> Correct. Did they come for Twitter? Yeah. Yeah, Ray Harryhausen sent his army of stop-motion skeletons. Yeah, but then Jack Dorsey found the gold fleece. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Guys, I just want to make sure that we all pause to reflect on that time Mark Zuckerberg had dinner with the family that voted for Trump when he was working his way to fucking make a campaign for presidency. Oh, good lord. Y'all remember that? I remember when Mark Zuckerberg had dinner with Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. All right. Yeah, that guy's a piece of shit, it turns out. Yeah, we turns all out. That. Yeah. There's only one movie about Mark Zuckerberg, and he's not the good guy in it. No, <laughs> he really isn't. Yeah. Oh, please run for president and spend all your fucking money on it, Mark Zuckerberg. That would be <clears throat> hilarious. He wouldn't even be able to begin to spend all of his nope. money. Mike Bloomberg tried as hard as he could to spend <laughs> all, all of, of his, his money. money, and he could only spend $650 million. Ooh, but he got the primary in Samoa. Yeah, he did. Yeah, two-thirds of it. Two-thirds. <laughs> got four out of six delegates. There's four guys who are just like, oh, this is going to be hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> no, right? <laughs> Because if he gets zero delegates, it's just sad. But if he gets four delegates from American Samoa, that's hilarious. Yeah. So, uh... (laughs) America's least favorite mayor. That's saying something. I know, because they're like awful ones wandering around. We've still got Rudy Giuliani walking around. Dude, Rahm Emanuel's got a book. Rahm Emanuel wrote a book about how mayors own the future. (laughs) Wait, what? You heard it, sucker. It's how the new laboratories of democracy and progress are in the hands of America's mayors. He should have just written a book about how hard it is to mayor when you're missing half of one of your fingers. (laughs) True. He also could have written a book about how he's a giant douchebag. Yeah. Yeah. But remember, he's disabled. He's missing half of one of his fingers. Yeah. 
So he had a lot to overcome. <laughs> yeah, he lost it as a mechanic in the IDF. Is that what happened? No yeah. shit. Yeah, he went over and did his um, his uh, military service with Israel and was a mechanic. Cool. Yeah. You know who else was in the IDF? Fucking Wonder Woman. Yeah. yeah. I think everybody has to be in the IDF if yeah. you live there. Uh, yeah, I two did. year I uh, two year stint, I think, is the Yeah, name yeah. They do that in a lot of countries where yeah. they have a uh, two-year conscription. But it's cool because they teach you Krav Maga. Oh, but they also do that in uh, South Korea, and one of the members of BTS is now old enough to have to serve. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a whole thing. Oh, jeez. I just oh. can't wait for South Korea's Elvis in the Army moment. That's going to be real good. Yeah, that is going to be tough quality. That's going to be real good. Yeah. So anyways, uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man's is the Unity Festival. M- Macy Gray is there. Uh, yeah, because it's 2002. Where else is she going to be? Yeah. So uh, a lot of the floats are real fucking racist. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're really bad caricatures of of, of races. Yeah. Uh, in, a, in, in, a, in a... But also, like... Some countries, they don't even bother with, like, a human depiction. They're just like, yeah, Australia, fuck it, kangaroo, okay. Yeah, right next to the Jamaican guy who's got white dreadlocks. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, 2002. Anyways, Green Goblin shows up. He starts doing Batman 89 things to the balloons. Uh, Then there's a fight, and Mary Jane almost dies. Uh, Some idiots almost get killed and Spider-Man has to save them from their own stupidity. But Spider-Man saves Mary Jane and then puts her down on one of the many rooftop cathedrals that are in New York City. Yeah. That's true. Also, this New York City goes by gargoyles rules where if you're rich enough, you can cut down a castle from somewhere and just put it on top of your skyscraper. Yeah, Norman Osborn lives in one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Also, during this thing, we get to see Norman Osborn's most powerful weapon, which is a grenade that when he throws it at you, it makes all of your skin and muscles disappear. Yeah. You and your bones turn to dust. Correct. Yeah. He yeah. never uses it again. He only had the one. He made True. it special. It was a prototype. And he's like, oh, I forgot to write down the instructions for a second one. Oh, no. It's like that scene in Iron I Man. I spent time putting teeth on my mask for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's like the, the gold bullets in Mario Van Peebles' posse. Well, I was gonna say it's like the, it's like a, a, in Iron Man Two, he's got that one super laser that cuts all the robots in half, yeah. and then he clicks at it. He's like, "Oh, sorry, that's a one-off." But then in every movie after it, he's just fucking shooting that shit <laughs> he's all just over the place. All you know that uh, famed animator, creator of Samurai Jack, Gendy Tartakovsky, actually Ooh. did the storyboards for that scene in Iron Man Two, which is why it, for no reason, turns into a samurai movie. Nice. I mean, it's pretty awesome. They crash into the samurai garden. Yeah, they do. <laughs> it's real good. A highlight of a mediocre movie. Yeah, it's not a great movie, but th- there's a lot of stuff in there that's really great. Mostly Sam Rockwell. Oh, hell yeah, Sam Rockwell. Jesus Christ, when he does that fucking dance at the Stark oh, Expo. Oh, yes. So good! Especially because he's doing it to fucking uh, average white band. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sam Rockwell. What an underrated treasure. Yeah. Great actor. Sadly, so recently has found himself playing a series of roles where he just plays the virulent racist that somehow redeems himself. Yeah, oh, well, he's nice. trying to get him that Oscar. Yeah. He got the Oscar, didn't he? 
I, I thought he got I know he got nominated. I can't remember if he won. Which movie was this? For? Three billboards. Oh. Yeah, but then he also played in another one called like Best Enemies. Like, uh, uh, it's like he's keeps no, doing I don't, this I thing. No, I think that uh, billboards, the movie got it, or Francis McDormand got it, but I don't think anybody else got okay. it. Okay, I, I thought he might have got nominated, but I don't think yeah. he got it. Well, you got to keep doing it until you know you surpass Edward Norton's American History X. But he didn't win for that. Yeah, he didn't he? win anything. I don't think so. I don't even think they got anything for that. I'm flipping this table right now. Yeah. What are we doing? It's an hour six minutes into the podcast. We've covered 30 minutes of Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh, so Spider-Man and Green Goblin fight for a little bit. Whatever. Um, the Green Goblin mask is stupid. Super stupid. The whole Green Goblin costume is a travesty. Well, the costume from the neck down looks like basically snowboarding gear. And, then and the that's head- fine. Yeah. But then the helmet... Has pointy goblin ears and teeth. And a nose! And a nose. And green eyes, but those green eyes can, like, retract and just become normal. Yeah, and my... For no reason. Big problem And the mouth is open, but it's just mesh, so you can still see through it and see his mouth moving. It's got fucking pantyhose, because he's going to rob a bank later. (laughs) If you... when When the helmet gets punched, it's clearly like foam and rubber, but it makes a metal sound. Yeah. Science. <laughs> when you punch foam and rubber, it just makes metal noise. They tried to fix it, but they couldn't. Yeah, that makes sense. So Green Goblin fucks off and he's like, I'll get you next time, Spider-Man. This is also the scene where he chases Spider-Man and it's that thing that's blowing up now where it's just a close-up of his butt. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah Very yeah. true. Just pointing that out. Uh, so Spider-Man fucking runs into Mary Jane Watson again, and she's coming out from an audition. Oh, man, we could totally skip this. And no! he's like, <laughs> she gets mugged. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, Spider-Man's like, I've been stalking you. I mean, following you. I mean, <laughs> This you is go one of our walking places. Yep. Uh, and she's like, all right, bye. I'm going to walk in a separate direction from you on purpose. Uh, yeah, it immediately starts raining. She gets mugged. This is the, like... Super famous scene from this movie? Yeah, Yeah, because it's the rain scene and he gets rid of the muggers and then they have the upside down kiss. Yeah, he beats the shit out of them and this is like the one scene of the movie where almost all the Spider-Man stunts are done by a human being and not this weird looks, jelly monsters. Yeah. And yeah. this looks suspiciously like the uh, the screen test yes. that Tobey Maguire did. It's very much the screen yeah. test, yeah. No. Uh, and then, like, she almost sees his face and he gets his mask on and they had that big, like, upside down kiss part. Yeah, but unfortunately, he's a replicant, and he's going to die tomorrow, so all of his kisses are like tears in the rain. <laughs> Funny. That was a long walk, but I think it was <laughs> worth it. I think we got somewhere real good. Uh, it's quality. So anyway, he fucks off out of there and leaves her there all wet. And... Yeah, then there's a fire, and then he Ooh, saves the Ooh, it's my favorite baby. scene in the whole fucking yeah. movie. So there's a fire, and there's like so a lady. Yeah, he saves a baby, and the cops are like, we're gonna arrest you, Spider-Man. And he's like, I'm gonna save the old lady that's still stuck in that building. We'll be here when you get back. Not coming back, Chief. I'm a sergeant. Respect the chain of command. Yeah, and then Spider-Man fucks off into a burning building. So there's an old woman wearing a fucking shawl, face away from the camera, just like, I hope someone helps me she's, soon. Oh, no. She's clearly a conehead. <laughs> right, obviously. Probably yeah. from France. And Spider-Man's all like, oh, it's okay. Just come over here. And she and turns around and it's Green Goblin. And he punches Spider-Man through five walls. <laughs> yes. Through a city fucking block, oh, man. Oh, it's so good. Jesus. 
Oh god, it's uh, my favorite part of the whole so fucking yeah, movie. Green Goblin's <laughs> whole thing is he's trying to get Spider-Man to join up with him so they don't have to fight. They can rule this world together, but Spider-Man's well, and he keeps like just no. quoting fucking the Fountainhead. Yeah. <laughs> There's 3,000 people in this city for one purpose, to raise the exceptional on their shoulders. Yeah, it's pretty rough. I mean, he's, he's the, the bad, bad guy. guy. Yeah. Is he though? Yes. Absolutely. I guess. Don't you remember the scene after this where they have fucking because he he cuts Listen. Peter Parker's arm, then they have Thanksgiving, and he spends most of it just staring down Kirsten Dunst's shirt. Every yeah. time he was incredibly shitty to James Franco, I loved him more. True. Now I know it's hard. True. But that's the thing—you have to make your villain kind of sympathetic. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. fair. That's fair. I did see a lot of myself in him yeah. hating James Franco. He's like Thanos, you know? Yeah. Like he's like he's evil, but. He got a point. Yeah. Like, James Franco's bad. Yeah. Yeah. You don't like him, but you understand him. Right. Uh, but yeah, so they fucking fight. Spider-Man gets cut in the arm. Uh, but oh no, he's late for Thanksgiving. And who did he invite to Thanksgiving but Norman Osborn? Everybody. Yeah, everybody's yeah. at Thanksgiving. Aunt and, May. Yeah, and this is where Norman people. Osborn fucking figures out that, oh shit, that guy, Peter Parker, is cut in the exact place that I cut Spider-Man. I've got a feeling that Peter Parker's really a Spider-Man. Yeah, so he storms out of Thanksgiving, and uh, James Franco's like, but then, and he's like, James Franco, you're a piece of shit, and your girlfriend's a piece of shit. Get the fuck out of my sight. Yeah, he says to her, do what you need with her, and, and brew her fast. Rumor. Because apparently the Green Goblin is a 1930s fucking gangster. I would have thought that brooming was what he needed to do with her. Oh, okay. Pew, pew, pew. You are correct, sir. Uh, yeah, yes. all right. Uh, anyway, he goes home. Epic <laughs> man. <laughs> he goes home, and this is the part where he decides that he's gonna like threaten Aunt May. Right? He's gotta attack Spider Man in the heart. Yes. Yeah, so he blows yeah. up Aunt May. Is oh, praying. it's my second favorite scene in the whole yeah. fucking movie. Yeah. Aunt May is praying. Uh, the whole side of her house explodes. <laughs> the green She's goblin saying, deliver us from. And he goes, finish it. Evil. <laughs> oh God, it's so good. And then I assume he just like fucking leaves because next scene she's in a hospital bed freaking out. No, he drove her to the hospital. Oh, does he take her there and drop her off? He's <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> you should probably take care of this lady. <laughs> and off he goes. That's yeah. rad. I mean, he checks her in, gets make sure that her insurance is all in order. The yeah. last thing you want is a bill when you leave the oh, ER. That was man, actually the yeah. third hospital he dropped her off at because the first two didn't take her insurance. No, that's right. fair. Yeah. That's fair. No, the I don't understand. It's Blue Cross Blue Shield. I have pumpkin bombs. You're not in network. <laughs> but it says it's a PPO. <laughs> Sir, you have... This is PPO plus. You have just PPO. You gotta get out. But this is why I upgraded from an HMO. It said it was accepted at more places. More. more. Not all. Yeah. More. This system is broken. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> and then Goblin goes to sign up to volunteer for Bernie Sanders. <laughs> but then Bernie Sanders is like, I don't want you. Please leave. You're part of the 1%. I don't want your money. I only take small donations. Ooh, but then him and Jabberjaw endorse McGraw. Ruff the Clive <laughs> Jabberjaw? Jabberjaw. The shark? Hell yeah. The band shark. <laughs> <laughs> <You> see, <laughs> that's the thing. 
Uh, Crime Dog McGruff wants to raise a wealth tax, so you need one super famous rich celebrity to be like, It's me, Jabberjaw, and I say it's okay. (laughs) Jabberjaw shows up to debates and just mindlessly yells. (laughs) Woo! He's the Tom Stayer. God bless Tom Stair. Oh, man. I love that guy. He'd he's still in it? Oh, no, he's, he's out. He's oh, out. Oh, is he? Yeah, he endorsed yeah. Biden. It's literally, it's just Bernie Biden and Gabbard now, right? Yeah, in the Democratic primary. Though yeah. the news will not mention Tulsi Gabbard unless you make well, them. She doesn't even have enough delegates to be in the next debate. It's she has pretty... one delegate. Two! She got two from American Samoa. Oh, yeah. She stole them from Mike Bloomberg. <laughs> right. Those two people of America Samoa are like, I like my big sodas, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, right? I like my huge sodas. <laughs> Give me a tub of soda. No, no, not this popcorn tub. An actual bathtub yeah. full of soda. Uh, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> this uh, is going great. So, uh... Thanksgiving. No, we're, no, after, we're, we're way post. after we're post. All right, so anyways. Yeah. No, because then... So we're in the hospital yeah. room with Aunt May. Yeah. Also, Green... Yeah, yeah. So Aunt May is just like... Uh, our Peter Parker and Mary Jane are just like, she's like, I'm in love with Spider-Man. And Peter and Parker's like, like, yeah, he's pretty rad, right? I bet he's got like a monster cock. And he looks a lot like me in the eyes. Hey, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be crazy if you made out with Spider-Man? Like, like as a joke? Like, wouldn't it be funny if like, I don't know, if like, if like we made out, you know? Like, you know, wouldn't it be funny? But like... Unless you're into it. But, like, as a joke, you know? Yeah, that's basically serious. what he does. Yeah. Because she's like, has Spider-Man mentioned me? And he's like, yeah. He's like... He has said, in your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he fucking reads a John Dunn poem to her. And she's like, did he really say that? And he's like, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. And he's Close. like, yeah. Close. Your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and then James Franco comes in and shits all over this movie by his very presence. It's true. So he goes home and he cries to his dad and he's like, you were right. She likes Peter, not me. He's like, oh, oh, interesting. Uh, Peter Parker likes Mary Jane, you say. This is information I will use to harm Spider-Man. Yeah, (laughs) so he gets on his awesome glider and he picks up Mary Jane and he takes her to the top of the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah, and then Spider-Man shows up and Green Goblin's like, all right, Spider-Man, here's the deal. You save your girlfriend, or... or you save a tram car full of children. children. <laughs> uh, it looks like a children's like Little League team. Ooh, yeah, yeah, something like that. By the way, when the children's Little League team sees the Green Goblin like flying around before he cuts them off... They're uh, like, woo! They're like, cool, bitchin', look at that guy! I mean, he's pretty fucking cool. It's pretty Except rad. for his dumb fucking helmet. Yeah, but in the dark, you can't see that. It just looks like the Rocketeer, and you're also, just like, oh, ooh, bitches. Yeah. His glider is bullshit. The Green Goblin plastic Mattel glider that came with my Green Goblin action figurine when I was a child was a much cooler glider. That's true. It was purple, yeah, and it, it had, was. Like, bat wings. This guy knows. Nah. Yeah. This guy true. knows. No, he's right. Yeah, I'm 100% on your side. Yeah. This one looks like an F-Zero car. Yeah. yeah. Bullshit. So anyways... Falcon Punch! <laughs> so Green Goblin drops Mary Jane and the the baseball team of... Yeah, and he says, Spider-Man, which one drops faster? A pound of feathers or a pound of gold? 
And then Spider-Man goes, what do you, no, but these aren't, that's not what you're dropping here. And then it's he's just riddle. like, what you else? solve it, Spider-Man. Which one's heavier, a pound of feathers or a pound of gold? They're both a pound. It's all one pound. You did it. Riddles.com is defeated. Good day. And then he drops both Mary Jane and the tram car. Yeah, so Spider-Man goes after Mary Jane because he's 18 years old and thinking with his dick. Uh, uh, the appropriate thing to do. So he saves her, then swings underneath and saves all the kids. You think it's going to be a Gwen Stacy where he snaps her neck? He doesn't. She's fine. Real they save quick, that for... it is fucking hilarious how they shoot that scene in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh, yeah. Like, where it he is... snaps her neck? Jesus Christ. They, they make it a fucking Farrelly Brothers bit, basically. Damn. It is so ineptly staged. Yikes. It's real good. That movie is... Real crazy. Oh, man. Uh, that movie, Electro's whole, like, reason for being a bad guy is... Spider-Man didn't show up to his birthday. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, I'd be mad, too. Yep. So, anyways... Anyway. <laughs> Spider-Man saves everyone's life, and then him and Green Goblin are... Green Goblin's about to cut them loose, but then the city of New York shows up. Oh, and begin God. throwing whole cans, Ugh. just full cans, and gas cans, yeah. and... Pipes, high rise. We're New Yorkers. You mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. I know that America may be rolling through a real uncertain time where we have to face the basic tenets of our democracy and decide whether or not we want to have total security or total freedom as the forefathers envisioned. But you know what? Right now, none of that seems to matter a whole lot because we just need some national unity so that we can discover if, as a people, can we even laugh anymore? I don't know. I tried to watch The Simpsons. Nothing happened. I was too sad from those towers going down. Anyway, I know I'm getting a little off topic here, but it's very important that you understand the psychological profile of the typical New Yorker at this time. I mean, my my God, for reasons unknown to even myself, I really like Rudy Giuliani right now. I can't explain it. It's just where we are as a people. It should be now pointed out. can, asshole. <laughs> it should be pointed out that the monologue that John just delivered, line for line from the movie, <laughs> oh, yeah. was, was from a character wearing a Mets cap as well. <laughs> <laughs> He's not even a Yankees fan. Yeah, no, that guy hasn't seen good times since the 70s. No, I was going to say, the Mets cap is how you know he's a true New Yorker. That's right. Only fucking Jersey Jagovs wear the Yankees. Yeah. I mean, if he was a real New Yorker, he'd be wearing a fucking New York Islanders hat. <laughs> Staten Island, baby! Nice, nice. It's the New York Insider New York. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Spider-Man and Green Goblin. Uh, Green Goblin gets hit by a bunch of cans and pipes. Uh, you know, the things New Yorkers carry in their car at all, <laughs> all times. The time. Yeah, and then Green Goblin's, I don't fucking need this shit. Let's go to the abandoned conservatory district. Yeah. Sure, which is in the docks. In Correct. the docks. Where yeah. we started this. Uh, so they they have a little bit of a fight. Finally, uh... A little bit of a punch uh, him up. Yeah, Spider-Man gets half his face mask blown off by Green a Green Goblin grenade. fucking takes off his mask. He's like, please don't kill me. I'm like a father to you. Don't, uh, don't worry about the glider that's gliding right behind you. Ah, oh, but the spidey sense kicks in just as that glider tries to impale him. I love Willem Dafoe's delivery of the line, Godspeed, Spider-Man. <laughs> it's clearly ADR'd, and he's done with this whole fucking thing, <laughs> and it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Spider-Man does a Matrix backflip, and the glider runs right into Willem Dafoe's penis. Yep. Yep. It just, he dies by testicular stabation. 
but he has but one fleeting thought as he shuffles off this mortal coil. Don't tell Harry. I like before he dies, he goes, oh. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, he gets stabbed in the nuts, and then he's like, don't tell Harry. And so Spider-Man's like, like right. no problem, I'll just dump his dead body in your house for him to find. Yeah, and then Harry walks in, and he's like, Spider-Man, you killed my father. And instead of Spider-Man being like, no, 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 it's not what it, what it looks like, and explaining the situation, he's just like, ah! He pulls and a Batman, and he's away. gone. Spider-Man made a promise to a dying Green Goblin that he wouldn't tell Harry. The Green Goblin, who murdered so many people people. Yeah. Correct. And that promise would be broken by the terrible actor Butler in the third movie who shows up and is like, your father didn't want you to know that his glider was in the mirror. <laughs> in the mirror. Yeah, he is yeah. kind of a robot. <laughs> uh, so anyways, Spider-Man uh, Cut to fucking graveyard. Yeah, Green Goblin's uh, funeral. Yeah. Uh, James Franco's like, I'm Revenge on Spider-Man. Then Mary Jane is like, I'm not in love with Spider-Man. I'm in love with Peter Parker. And Peter Parker's like, well, too bad because I'm Spider-Man and I can't be in love with anybody. Credits. So before we... Only heroes and saviors I'm not gonna stand here and wait. Good work, everybody. That was quality. Before we leave, let's do a nice, like, John Hughes-style where are they now ending credit scene with some of the characters in this film. All right, here we go. Hold on. Let's start start with Flash Thompson. Flash Thompson went on to become a Venom. He became an agent Venom. That's right. A good guy Venom who fights with S.H.I.E.L.D. Ooh. Whatever became of that Mary Jane Watson? What did? Why, she started dating J. Jonah Jameson's son. What is his job? An astronaut who goes to the moon and becomes a werewolf when he comes back. Take it, Mark. I've been doing the underneath music. (laughs) Oh, are you taking over? Oh, you're taking over the music? Okay. So J. Jonah Jameson eventually uh, takes over, not only as the head of the uh, Daily Bugle, but eventually becomes a true crime podcaster. Uh, uh, Spider-Man eventually uh, gets cloned, and he gets a second uh, version of him. Actually, a third version of him, because there's Ben Riley, the Scarlet Spider, and also Kane, who's a weird mutant version of the Spider. Uh, Then there's like the Web Wars, and then Spider-Man wishes that him and Mary Jane were never married to bring Aunt May back, and then the devil makes that happen. Take it, Patrick. Uh, I don't know what happened. Any of these fucking people. James Franco goes on to be in a movie with a rock and people liked it because they're dumb. True. Very true. And whatever happened to that precarious, precocious little Peter Parker fellow? Well, I tell ya. He actually befriends Tony Stark and takes over Stark Industries when Tony dies and becomes a hologram. Oh, nice. just one. Keep going, keep going. Let's keep talking about Park Peter Parker. Oh, jeez. So much happens. He gets another girlfriend. Ooh, he makes, he meets Madam Web, and Madam Web messes with his genetics to give him six human hands. Sweet. He'll try to break free. And there's a new horizon underneath the blazing sky. The eagles fly higher and higher. 
And then, of course, We're gonna be a man who could forget? Craven the Hunter. That's right, a man who walks around New York City wearing this fucking carcass of a lion as a necktie. Nice. He has but one big game that he has yet to take down. That's right, Spider-Man. So he actually kills Spider-Man to make the point that he can take over for Spider-Man and become a better Spider-Man. But then it turns out he has cancer and dies. Spider-Man wasn't dead. Spider-Man comes back to life. Spider-Man fights Dr. Octopus. Dr. Octopus's body is dying of cancer. So Dr. Octopus switches his brain with Spider-Man. Taking over Peter Parker's body. Well, Peter Parker dies in the shell of the cancer-ridden body of Dr. Octopus. Does that actually happen? Dr. Octopus decides that he can surpass his foe's legacy and go from Amazing Spider-Man to Superior Spider-Man. And actually does a really good run, written by Dan Slott. But then eventually, the Peter Parker side of Spider-Man's personality takes over and kicks Dr. Octopus out, becoming the Amazing Spider-Man again. Myself, I just can't help myself. I'm back like oh, an man. animal. And now here's what's gonna. Oh, I just did a lot of baby gun back. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be the end of the thing, and we'll be right back with bullet points. Sweep, sweep. Bullet points. Ooh, psych. Due to technical difficulties, uh, the bullet points and everything after this is lost forever. So I'll just give you a quick recap. Uh, John wins body count. We all picked the best of the best kills. The war crimes are, as usual, inexplicable at best, obstinate at worst. And we all agreed it is not an action movie. It's more of a comic uh, adventure movie. So that's about it. Uh, hopefully the next time this happens, we take better care and actually save things and don't just close them. I don't know what happened, uh, but I'm sure it's my fault. Anyways, bye. Body Counts and Beer is Patrick Don's Plum Bromley, John Wonderboys, Rooney Taylor, and Mark Ride with the Devil Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google. I don't know wherever you get your podcasts from. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at BodyCountCast, or email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.